The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Great multitudes accompanied Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, desiring to build a tower, does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to encounter another king in war, will not sit down first and take counsel whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends an embassy and asks terms of peace. So therefore, whoever of you does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Initially, it's a very troubling and can be a troubling gospel that we read today. What does the Lord mean? The one who says, love even your enemies. What does he mean to hate your mother and your father and your children uh, for his sake? And St. Gregory the Great has what I think is the best commentary on this part of the gospel. And he grapples with what the Lord means here because that's exactly what he says. He says the fundamental principle of what Christ brings is love. The principle of the new law is love, and that's what we have in the first reading today, which is love is what is the fulfillment of the law. Love is what we need. And so what is the Lord saying here when he says, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own mother and father and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. And so what St. Gregory says, and it's interesting, but it has many nuances to what he is saying. He says there is a hatred which comes as a consequence of love, a hatred that we should have. And it is to hate everything that might stand in the way of love's fulfillment, of love's accomplishment, that we are supposed to, as commanded by Jesus Christ and the greatest of all the commandments, to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and then also, as the Lord says, the other is like it, to love our neighbor as ourself. And that love is to love with God's own love, to love his creatures with his own love, and to desire for us, ourselves, and for others, our neighbor, that love will reach its fulfillment in all souls, meaning union with God for all eternity. And anything that might come in the way of the accomplishment and the fulfillment of that love must be rightly hated. And so that is, as St. Gregory says, what the Lord means here when he says, even his own life. 
The life that we have to hate that was, is within us is not the life that God has given us by grace, is not the natural life that the Lord has given, but it is the aspects of our own interior that war against the Lord, that war against his will, that war against his commandments and the fulfillment of love. And so we need to hate all of those inclinations in us that would lead us contrary to the will of God. That's how St. Gregory says we hate our own life. And then we should also hate that same thing in others. We should hate sin and its consequences. We should hate the inclinations to sin. We should hate everything that the Lord has come to eradicate from our own souls and the souls of others, even those who are closest to us in this life. And so the Lord uses that image of the family where love is normally the central principle of a family, normally but not always. And so what the Lord is saying there is that even if your own mother or father or wife or children or brothers and sisters would keep you from God in any way, we need to hate that aspect or those inclinations. And we cannot let those stop us from being and fulfilling the love that is in us and the love that the Lord demands. And so we still can love our enemies, love ourselves, love our neighbor, but we hate anything, the works of sin, that might keep us from God. And I think that that interpretation then fills, it, it stands with what comes immediately afterwards because the Lord gives an example. He says the example of building a tower or of going to war. Both very powerful images of what is supposed to be happening in our interior life. To build a tower is simply to be moving upward, to be moving upward towards the heavens. And so in the spiritual life, to build a tower in the spiritual life is to work towards what we are supposed to work towards, God himself, God who is in the heavens. The other example he gives is a going to war, going to war. And that's what this spiritual life is in this world. That is what the life of grace is. We are not only trying to rule and govern by God's will, but we also war against everything that comes from what is not of God's own kingdom. We war against the devil. We war against his kingdom. But what the Lord shows here is something which we also have to consider. When we set out in this work of the interior life, when we set out towards God, when we set out to war against sin and all of its effects, we are insufficient of ourselves. We are not able to accomplish these things. We cannot simply work out our own salvation by our own power. We cannot build the tower that is necessary by our own strength. And so we have to consider what do we have. Also with going to war, we cannot beat the superior enemy who is superior to us even in his nature. His nature is vastly superior to ours in terms of its strength and intelligence. And so we are also insufficient to go to war against evil of our own selves. And so we have to consider, well, what do we have? What do we possess? One of the saints says, the only thing that we truly possess is our sin. The only thing that is truly our own is our sin. Everything else is gift from God, and sin is simply an abuse of the gifts that he has given us. 
And so the Lord finishes today's gospel. He says, whoever does not renounce all that he has, all that is his, and this can be interpreted as our sin, the evil that is in us, everything which must be stripped from us. But also to consider, as he says before, do we have sufficient to be able to achieve the end? And the answer is no, not of ourselves. But the Lord is not asking us to do it alone. He is asking us to build the tower with his grace, with his love. While we lack the means to the end, he gives us that means to the end through his passion, through the cross. While we also cannot go to war against evil by our own selves, and if we consider ourselves, we are insufficient, and that is true, but not with the grace of Christ and the love that comes from the Holy Spirit. With God, we can do all things. With God, we can accomplish all things. Most especially, we can be saved and we can lead and encourage others on to salvation. And so what the Lord says there is, whoever does not bear his own cross, carry his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. That is what is necessary for us. That is the way in which we obtain the means to carry the cross, carry our own cross, our own participation in the suffering and death of Jesus, where we participate in that suffering and death through the sacraments, most especially here through the Mass. To carry our own cross has many meanings. It means, yes, to renounce ourselves, to to, uh, practice forms of abstinence against food and every desire of the flesh, and to, again, bear that suffering, not for its own sake, but for the sake of following Jesus Christ in imitation of him and to be united with him. But there's another interpretation of what it is to carry the cross, and I think that that is also particularly helpful. One of the church fathers, I think it was St. Bede, He says that to carry the cross is to remember our own death, that memento mori, right? So that we remember our own death. That's always in our mind, that in this life we will die. And if we remember that fact, if we carry that with us in our hearts, that we will die, then all of a sudden all of the other things start to be put in right perspective. All of the things on this earth are put in right perspective and all of the things of heaven begin to take greater importance. To carry the cross is to remember our death and to remember the death of the Savior, and that this life should be lived out in imitation of him who has loved us so exceedingly, and to remember that that love requires a hatred of everything that is contrary to it, and that we work to eradicate all of that from our own life and the life of those whom we are called to love, and that we take up our cross and follow our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.